Good evening. This is Cheryl Jennings, and I am so excited to have you as a new listener really wanting to know some of the answers to questions that people are asking me on a daily basis. You know, as a coach, as a person who does podcasts, radio programs, and is out there just answering questions about special needs, about caring for parents, or, well, any number of things that people have asked me, I decided that this would be a good way for me to share some of the things that I share on post, on responses on Cura, or wherever people are stopping me to ask some questions, because I feel like they're probably something that you would like to know, too. So first of all, I want to just tell you a dream that I have. The dream that I have is that we could somehow unite people to understand that our world is so full of people who need special care that if you are not caring for someone right now, the chances are very high that one day you will either be cared for or you will be the one caring for someone else. And for a lot of you, and especially if you're younger, you probably haven't even given it a minute's thought of what will you do if you had a child that had special needs, or if one day you realized all of a sudden, maybe through a doctor's call, that your mom or your dad can no longer live on their own, and they're calling you to come and take them home, and yet maybe your parent doesn't want to go to your home. Maybe they want to stay in their own home. You see, so many of the situations that I deal with in life are those that are not expected. We haven't really thought about what it would be like. I just read an article the other day, and it was one that gave a statistic that was way over what I've been saying. For a couple of years, I've been saying that there's about 44, 45 million people who are home taking care of someone. But this article that I just read from the government says... Actually, there's about 90 million people who are caring for another person, be it a child, another family member, or the parents. And so it puts a whole different perspective on this. What will happen if you become the person who is in charge of another's life? And you're young. You have a job, a career. You're busy. You're in and out of town. You have a lot of work that's put onto your back, and now all of a sudden you have another person to think of and that you have to think first about what are their needs for today versus not thinking about that at all the day before. I've met parents who have children that have such severe problems that they go from being a CEO of a company one day, called to the office, told what the future holds for their child and never gets to walk back into the office again. Well, what happens to them? How do they handle something that's so devastating and needs their attention in such a big way, and yet they have their hands full with a lot of responsibilities? Well, let's talk about that just a little bit. I know that when I was young, I didn't think about the possibility of having a child with special needs. And I know that it comes with a tremendous life change when this happens. First of all, parents struggle with trying to come to uh, a knowledge to even admit that, yes, there is a severe problem here. 
You see, denial is not just the river in Egypt. It lives in our hearts when we don't want to face something that happens that's really tough to accept. However, I have also found that through the many years of dealing with life, with the problems that we've had in our own families, that with all of the challenges that we face, that it gives us a chance to grow. It's not that I like problems. It's not that I want challenges to come to me. And it's not that I am just dying to be able to solve one more problem in my life. But I know it will come. And so I've thought a lot about how do you deal with some of these problems that are so severe? And what if you aren't the primary caregiver? What if you're not the parent? What if all of a sudden it's a sibling and your parents have been able to take care of that child until right before they pass away or right after they pass away, all of a sudden you're given the gift of caring for a sibling who doesn't want to go home with you because they don't understand the parents no longer there and they don't want to leave where they live. You see, there are many different kinds of situations that can just stop us dead in our tracks and help us to feel like all of a sudden we have the weight of the world on our shoulders. I've met some parents who have had to deal with some of these things and because they didn't know what to do or where to go for help and support, They ended up taking drugs to numb their feelings or alcohol, and they just numbed themselves instead of dealing face-to-face with the challenge that they had right in front of them. Well, that's not a suggestion I can give you. What I want to do is to try to talk about some of the situations that come up and some of the questions that I've been asked and see if we can meet our minds together and be able to share some of the things that can be very difficult in life. I've met so many wonderful people lately and I've shared my dream with them that we can somehow unite to be able to help families and people that are single, alone, whatever, to understand that the day might come that they are going to be caregiving. And so what do you need to know if that happened to you tomorrow? One of the first things that I can tell you is that we want to create a a team of people who are ready and willing to go out there and kind of pave the way and help have some of these live events that would be able to help train you and help you in mastering some of the skills that you might need if your parent has Alzheimer's or dementia. Or if you have to care for a sibling or if you have a child with special needs. We want to help make this easier by sharing some of the lessons that we've learned that can make your journey a little bit easier because you know somebody else has gone before you. We don't want the things that we've learned to just go with us and then no one benefits from all of the hard knocks that we've had in this world and no more of creating another wheel. We've had enough people out there trying to invent the wheel And they have no idea someone's already done it before them. So that's really not a very good solution. So my dream is a big dream. It's a dream of being able to help have a nonprofit organization that would be out there to answer some of the questions that were asked. And to be able to understand that those resources that might be available are hidden from most people. They have no idea where to find the resources that are out there. And I just want to challenge you that if you're in the medical 
profession, if you're a doctor, a therapist, a somebody that is working with a family in some way or another, that you take it upon yourself to tell them anything that you know that might help that family because chances are really high they've never heard of it or they would have been using it so far. There are a few people who are out there trying to do the best that they can because they've created programs to try to give the parents just a, an hour or two of relief. Because they understand that parents wear out, they burn out. And did you know that 67% of those caregivers will pass away before the person they're caring for? But also, I'm here to challenge you if you are a parent, you need to be making plans for the time that you will actually not be around to care for your son or daughter that you love dearly and that you've cared for all this time to make plans that someone is in line and knows that you are planning on them to take care of your child when you're not there. So far, I've never met anyone who got by without going through the end stages of life and passing out of the scene. There's no one that's going to live forever and if you're thinking that you don't have to make that decision, someone will step up and do it. Well, what if they're not the kind of decisions you would want made for your son or daughter? And they have no ability to speak for themselves. Wouldn't it be a lot better if you were able to meet with a lawyer who was understanding of special needs and can help you make provisions? You know, for many years... We were told, just forget that you had your son and don't worry about it in your will because if you leave them something, the government gets it and they don't get any benefits. Well, that's not necessarily true, but the laws are different in every state, so you need to be able to find out how you plan to help your son or daughter after you're gone to be able to make sure that they are not left abandoned that they aren't left out to dry and what if change if the plans change for the government and they're not picking up the tab or they're not filling out the papers to make sure that the programs that they have that you've had in place continue after they're gone or after you're gone you see there are so many things to think about and there is such a thing as a special need trust but you have to know exactly how it applies to your situation in the state that you live and make sure that it's legally drawn up with a lawyer who is competent and understands what the law says. We have a lot of people who are disabled. In fact, they say one out of five. And it means that I've also heard the figure of 11 million are dealing with with disabilities, and that's a huge number, especially when you start putting it in light of how many people are out there that have different kinds of problems to deal with, or they're the ones that are looked upon to be the caring person or the caregiver. So there's a lot of unanswered questions that when you die, or maybe what if you become disabled? You could have a wreck today and become disabled and someone might have to take care of you and then who would take care of 
the one that you've been caring for. You see, life isn't like just a plan that you say, okay, I'm going to live to this point and my wife and I are both going to die at this point and then we'll need someone to step up. It doesn't happen that way, folks. The problems that we face are problems that are going to be similar, but the way it's carried out is going to be a little different. So we need to think in terms of what is your wish for your child, what is best for them, and sometimes as parents, we don't even know what all is best because we may be stuck in a time warp of thinking it has to be like it's always been in order for this child to survive and to be able to uh, manage in life after you're gone. What if things could be different for them? Just imagine, what if there were plans, that there were places that were available that were much better and would challenge your, your child, your son or your daughter, even if they're in their 50s or 60s, that they could manage to learn something new that you didn't know they could learn. Wouldn't that be great? Would you want to hold them back from being able to find someone that would make the difference in their life to make them help, help them to become a little bit more independent? Maybe to continue some therapy or maybe it's just being around other people in a social environment instead of stuck in a house alone with older parents. Wouldn't it be great if there was some way that you knew that you had made those arrangements and you didn't go to bed every night grieving and wondering what will happen, who will love my daughter or my son when I'm not there anymore? I come to you as a mother who has dealt with a lot of problems with a child with severe cerebral palsy. And if it weren't for all the people that I've had in my life that have actually done so many wonderful things to help us out, I wouldn't be here today. But you see, my son is the very reason why I'm here with you trying to help you make some better decisions. 